Americano. All righty. Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. This is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it tonight on our podcast. Hello, my name is Jay Ra, and I am your host. I am in Out the Way Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, Jay Ra. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This one includes the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. All righty. I do have to say it feels good to be back in the studio. We was not in the studio last week, and I tell you, listeners, you let us know. I mean, you fill up the emails, comments, texts. Boy, boy, boy. Casey, I think uh, uh, we might not want to do that too often because they got kind of fired up. They did. There was a lot of messages about that. I'm glad to, I'm glad to see that, though. That I, I am, too. That response inspired me. Yeah, but you know something I do want to explain to our listeners is that, hey, Casey was doing his civil duties. He was doing what's right. He was on jury duty. Actually, I was on trial, but I appreciate you <laughs> presenting it that way. <laughs> no, no, actually, I was doing jury duty. I was doing jury duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you confused out there. Casey was not on trial. <laughs> he was actually one of the jurors and it was a dandy a dandy you know i did got a question about that case oh okay. yeah that was the uh at the end was the verdict guilty or not guilty it was guilty <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness <laughs> you were responsible of selling somebody down the river oh no, my no, goodness they, they did it to themselves oh they oh oh okay that's yeah, that's good that's, one had to follow the evidence. All right. It, oh, matter of fact, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Let your conscience follow the evidence. All right. All right. Hey, well, let me go ahead and get into the show because on Saturday, my goodness, they talked about a number, and I mean a number of conversations. And of course, uh, we took advantage of Mr. Logic's technology. He allowed us a device that we can record things in the barbershop. And then that way we can really make sure that's the true flavor of barbershop.talk on Tuesday nights. But let me set this first one up. Now, I did not know, Casey, and you can tell me if you did. I did not know when I went in places like um, Walmart, Target, a shoe store. And if I don't see it on the shelf, here's a couple of things I automatically do. I ask them, you know, is there any in the back? You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. It's down on the shelf. Where is it? You know, I, I didn't know that was a big deal. Well, it, it depends. You have to look at, first of all, the store. You have to analyze okay. the store. All right. And then also that particular product you're talking about. Okay. I'll give an example. So let's say you're at Walmart. All right. All right. And they're having one of these uh, 
big specials on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got some in the back. They got them in the back. Because a few employees that held some back in it. Okay, right? I get it. I get you it. Just make sure you got to get one of them employees that did, and they'll come back and say, <laughs> "Yeah, we got some back in." Okay, I get. It. Yeah, in fact, but, I, I understand that. But now let's say you at uh, some big shoe warehouse. Okay. All right, and ninety-eight percent of the store is the part that you can walk in, got all the shoes. Ooh. And then you find a pair of shoes you you like, but they ain't got your size. Mm. And you say, well, do you got some in the back? And said, we ain't got no damn back. <laughs> what you see is what we get. All we got back there is a desk. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I just I just think differently, right? I'm going to ask you a couple of things. Either do you have any in the back? Because it's not on the shelf and just by chance. Now, I am smart enough to look at the top shelf because sometimes they put the excess on the top of shelf and then bring it down. Right. So uh, I'm okay with that. And then also, I'm going to tell you, man, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see a problem with by asking, I want to see the manager. Oh. <laughs> You're going to take it straight to the manager. Hey, why not? I don't see what I want. I want the manager. <laughs> but you know something? One of our clients, he worked in retail. And he set the record straight. He gave a couple of situations that occur, and he allowed his inside voice to come out. <laughs> so, in other words, what he wanted to tell you. Yeah, this isn't what he actually says to you. <laughs> That's right. But this is what he wants to say to you. So, we're going to give you some insight, or he's going to give you some insight. So, let me go ahead and play this clip. Can you just check in the back? Can you just accept we don't have it? <laughs> back ain't some magical place. What do you think is back there? Santa's workshop? The only thing back there is a clipboard with our schedules and some brownies Darcy brought in. I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. Tell her she should be embarrassed. She raised someone to act like a baby in public. You want to speak to the manager, please? Manager doesn't know what's going on. Haven't you ever worked anywhere before? (laughs) The sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? We can't go backwards. Time marches on. You want the sale from 15 years ago, too? When's it end, Diane? You want that price? You're going to have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. <laughs> See, I'm not that bad. You know, if the sale is bad, it's the sale bad. You know, when he said Diane, I thought he was going to say J-Rod. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, so uh, now this has heightened my awareness <laughs> of when I go in and ask for certain things. I think I'm going to limit my... A request to see if it's in the back. I'm going to limit my request and say, let me speak to the manager. And definitely, if the sale is over, it is over. Right. <laughs> so, so he did set us straight. He did set us straight. But that's not the only thing we talked about in the shop. Now, this was a kind of serious topic. They talked about the uh, white rage and why is the white man so mad today? And it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of comments or opinions on and, why. And it was. And, and I think they were uh, spot on. I think they understand where this rage is emanating from. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to play this clip because we recorded it. But it was some serious conversation. So I think I finally figured out where white rage comes from. Imagine rigging a game, yet still finding some way to lose. Or think about denying someone an education, yet they still find a way to be smarter than you. Or, or, or how about you create a sport and then they end up dominating that sport? Or you, you say, hey, let's make some laws that say they can't date people that don't look like them. And then they marry them. Or how about when you continue to kick somebody down 
And they just keep standing back up, standing back up, standing back up, and then laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be pretty mad, too. Wow. Man, that's wow. insight right there. There's a lot of truth to that, J-Rock. Yeah. You know, I, I can understand a little bit of that frustration. Uh, if you created a culture or you created an environment and, and it now is not your vision, it has changed because time has changed. I wanted to add one thing to that. Because imagine that, is that you have a group of people that was actually slaves, serve you, serve you no matter what. And now you have one as the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, when this country was created, those people that created this country all owned slaves. And, it, and that was the, the vision that they had, where the white man controlled uh, black people and had him as his servant. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, things have changed and black people have come up and enjoying freedoms just like the white man and, and, and other races are, are, are experiencing the same type of freedom that was only privileged for the white man before. Yeah, and you're right. And not only, and, and they and they dominating. Like you mentioned, sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk talk about every sport. If you go back and look at those old NBA clips on TV, it was majority of white folks, and white folks was their star. Originally, baseball and and, and the NFL. Absolutely, and now you can look at soccer. Well, those Latinos. Yeah. And uh, I do have to say, in the you Europe, look at gymnastics and figure skating. Oh my goodness! Hey, we had a black woman winning uh, swimming. <laughs> they call her a soul sister aqua woman yeah but you know something i really think that culture is taking the, the wrong look at it instead of uh uh being frustrated uh what i think that uh, they should be is celebrating exactly celebrating the, the birth of a a new way of doing things and if you it, to me it reminds me if you have a baby right you have this baby and this baby grow up to be very successful in life yeah. you're happy right I think it's every parent's dream that their child will have a better stake in life than they had. Mm -hmm. Or that would make that parent feel good, right? Absolutely. So that's the same mentality white people should have about America today. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has more opportunity today. That's, that's like you said, something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. But instead, many of them are like, I don't like the fact that other people have the same opportunity that I have. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very sad because, you know, uh, it's, to me, I call it sharing the pie. Mm -hmm. You know, we all made the pie. And it's not the, the chef or the baker that distribute who gets what piece. We all made it. We should have equal access to that pie. Right. And everybody should enjoy the sweetness of it. That's true. So, and, and when you think about it, for example, the White House, okay, maybe some white people you know, envisioned it, but we built it. So we should <laughs> occupy it at least once, right? <laughs> Absolutely right. You know, now I have this other clip. As a, um, this, this customer happened to be Caucasian. And he was very, uh, a little bit upset about all the Republicans talking about uh, the Supreme Court, you know, uh, no longer a nominee. Now she's going to be a justice. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Uh, but one of the things he was talking about is how these Republicans up there talk about uh, she got great qualifications, she's a nice person, but didn't actually support him. And he related it to something. 
but we're going to allow our listeners to hear what he actually related to. So you have a series of conversations or comments from Republicans, you know, almost uh, celebrating, but then at the last moment said, "I'm right, going to get the nomination." We're going to stay true to our core. That's absolutely. <laughs> so just listen to this. It's very intriguing how he related to a certain thing. Judge Jackson has a marvelous legal education. She has a vast mm-hmm. practical experience, something I think is a, is a real plus. I will vote no. I can say definitively that I like her. I think she's a good person, but I cannot support her. She seems like a wonderful human being. She comes with some impressive qualifications academically and professionally. I will vote no. And indeed, she has a very impressive resume. I am certainly going to vote no. I mean, she's a realization of an American dream. So, uh, I will not be supporting her nomination. I enjoyed the opportunity to meet her family. They obviously are and should be proud of her achievements. I can't support her nomination. Very gifted uh, person. She's fought hard to be where she's at in life. I'll vote no. I'm the first first time I've ever voted against any Supreme This is why actions speak louder than words. To all the white people who say, I'm not racist and I have black friends, I just don't want you in my neighborhood. <laughs> This is what you sound like. And in reality, you just don't want to vote for a black woman for the Supreme Court justice who has zero flaws in her campaign and in a resume who was well overqualified for the fucking position. And you much rather vote for a white man who cries about how much he likes fucking beer. You don't want white America to change and stop being white America. But let me tell you something. You better fucking get used to it because those days are over. My name's Eric Stone. Doses. Wow. Yeah. He was strong. Yeah. And he, and he was spot on. You know, uh, there was no justification given by any of those people why they should not support her nomination for the Supreme Court. And they couldn't find it. All they could do was throw out a bunch of accolades mm-hmm. and then say, but I got to vote no. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You're choosing to. Yeah, no. I'm going to have a, a, not only you, but our listeners go back in their memory bank. Remember when they, they first said, well, they need to hire somebody who's qualified, mm-hmm. right? That was, the, that was their whole argument. Somebody qualified. This lady was more than qualified. In fact, she, if, I, if she, I haven't told her yet, I want to tell you now. Congratulations. That's right. Now, that That's wasn't my right. voice. That wasn't my voice, but <laughs> I'm just saying congratulations. And I want to put some respect on her. Because I did struggle with her name early on. Yeah, we we too. Miss Kintanji Brown Jackson. Congratulations. Okay, that's right. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's right. And that is from all. And that is from not only your host, but also our listener from barbershop.talk. But going back to that video, I I think that that Caucasian client put it in perspective. That is the the main approach. Oh, it's my good friends. They're great, but I don't want them living in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, and I do like the fact what he said, you know something? Because that goes back to that frustration. Get over your frustration. Yes. Time has changed. And the quicker you get on board that train, the better off you be. Right. And these people are delusional. They think they can go back in time. That's, that's really the underpinnings of uh, Make America Great Again. We're going to go back in time to when we had the advantages over other people in all these different arenas. Right. Well, that's not going to happen. Nope. Nope. It's not going to happen. You know, they need to listen to what uh, this country. uh, Now, this is what I do remember in in, um, history class when I was in elementary. The United States is a melting pot. Mm -hmm. 
The United States is a melting pot. But you know something? It seems like to me, when the Caucasian rest, uh, race found out that they was not the main ingredients, mm-hmm. they started getting a little bit upset. Oh, yeah. So, all right, you know, I think it's time to take a pause here. I think it's a good place to start recognizing some of our sponsors here. So, you know, we would like to do that. Uh, we do appreciate King Cap allowing us to uh, do our podcast in his studio and charge us cheap rent. <laughs> that's all we can afford. That's right. And we struggle with that. <laughs> but we do pay our bills. <laughs> hey. It's a party out in my Taiwan on the beat already know. It's a party. All right. Let's go ahead and recognize our sponsor. Uh it is King Cat, the owner of Out the Way Studio. He also has other organizations under his umbrella. He's very proud of his custom-made t-shirt and other apparel business. If you like any information, if you like to make hats, uh, hoodies, sweaties, pants, t-shirts, go ahead and email KingCap at KingCap, K-I-N-G, capital K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. Oh, that's right. Now, also, we got to recognize our second sponsor, and that is 421 Barbershop, located on Michigan Road here in Indianapolis. If you want something good to happen to your hair, that's the place to be. 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. Also, I do want you to realize that it is a family-oriented business. So feel free to bring your kids. It doesn't matter if they are toddlers all the way up to adults. Because we do children. We do toddlers. We do grandfathers and fathers and uncles and mothers and aunts. So come on in and enjoy our service at 421 Barbershop. All right. Hey, by the way, I do want to tell our listeners, if you ever want to sponsor 421 Barbershop, just let us know. There's a couple ways that you can let us know. Is either you can uh, give us a call right here at the studio, or you could go on our Facebook page, or you just go ahead and, and contact our lead sponsor, King Cap, at kingcap317 at gmail.com. Once you make contact, we'll have someone contact you to let you know the process of becoming an official sponsor of barbershop.talk. Sponsor us. <laughs> Did you say sponsor <laughs> <Yeah>. up? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, so we did say that 421 is a family-oriented barbershop, but there was a moment Saturday that it was just all males in the barbershop. Right. And I cannot believe all the conversations we talked about. Because the conversations do tend to change a little bit when the demographics can, you know, troll that way. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the topic is, they're talking about birth control. You know? <laughs> but let me tell you how it came up. I will justify and explain to our listeners how it came up. One of our um, uh, clients um, have a, a son who happened to get somebody pregnant. And he was very upset about that. Uh, and his position was that, yes, he was disappointed in the son. But at the same time, it seemed like to me he was putting a lot of blame on the female uh, because he said she should have had some birth control. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. What do you think about that, Casey? She should have had some birth control. Well, perhaps, but so should he. Well, that that's a thought. Because yeah. let me let me tell you now. I I do hate to expose, but I'm going we're gonna talk a little bit about our our personal lives, you know, because uh, uh there's a time in everybody's life where we start to experiment. Mm-hmm. 
right? And we start to be free and live our lives. So I do have to say that I, uh, I have to mark when I was in college. We did a lot of things in college, and we explored a lot with the opposite gender. But it's one thing that I made certain that I do. I did not hesitate to ask whoever I was involved in uh, were they taking birth control. Uh, now, sometimes it didn't matter because I still protect myself and I protected them. But that was a question that I have always asked no matter what. Now, that was my experience that I was willing to share. What about yours, KC? Okay. Well, I definitely asked. All okay. Right? Okay. Sometimes I asked at different times. So what do you mean? Well, sometimes I might, you know, it's the first date. We're getting to know each other. And, uh. And I might ask them when we ordering food. Hey, do you have some birth control? Wait a minute. Let me just get this correlation between food and birth control. <laughs> you might have to order on the left side of the menu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it now. Oh, oh I get it now. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, that, that, that was, that's pretty upfront, though, right? But, uh, but uh, man, I don't want to spoke too much. But okay. I will say that whenever I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to, uh, to be with a young lady and it's our first time uh, being intimate, I always ask. That's right. Yeah. And also, I do want to throw this out there, Casey. Mm -hmm. uh, for any of our young men who's listening, uh, make sure you ask in the beginning. <laughs> not in the middle of it. Not in the middle. And not at the end. Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. All right you, know. now, I, I you, find... you don't want none of this. Hey, hey, uh, uh, are you on something? <laughs> <laughs> you hear those words. I thought you were. <laughs> no, that's not what you want to hear. No, that is congratulations. not. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> that'd be a big fail. Major fail. Fail. <laughs> yeah, that would be a oops. <laughs> but you know, now also, I found the clip that uh, has a little different perspective. And in fact, this whole clip or this whole group, I should say, was females. And you really have to listen to what they have to say, because that makes you look at this situation at a whole new different level. So let's listen to this right here. See what they have to say. One man can impregnate nine women every day for nine months. That's 2,430 pregnancies. One woman can only get pregnant once within nine months even if she sleeps with nine men a day for nine months. That's only one pregnancy. So clearly, society is putting the birth control responsibilities on the wrong gender. Science is so busy making pills and hormone-altering devices on the wrong person. Meanwhile, the culprit is known and on the loose. Wow, that's powerful. But, yeah, but, I, but first of all, I don't know why she had to attack my father at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to get more info on that. <laughs> now, some people will say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And some people will say something else. 
<laughs> All right, tell me how they exposed your father, Casey. What do you, you think? Know, she ain't got to talk about how many women he was making in a day in the course in the course of nine months. You know, that's his business. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that is his business. <laughs> yeah, but but those are some pretty powerful but, words. Oh yeah, and she's exactly right. And I think I'm glad to hear that. And I I want uh, I want to share that with everybody so that it can change the mindset that people have because way too often just as the guy in the shop you're focusing on the wrong person that's true that's a very good point because his his son is just as responsible as the female maybe even more so maybe and especially after what they said you know how many people that yeah. uh means can pregnant in a nine month period right, <laughs> versus right. a pregnant female so those are some biggies those are some biggies all right. Well, hopefully, listeners, you heard that. But I do got to talk about this one, KC, that I thought was very intriguing. This this topic was a little bit uh, beyond me. They were talking about that some people say they can listen to crime on the news and they can tell you what race was the person who committed that crime. I agree. Generally, what? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you got to explain this. I mean, to me, I, I, I don't know. Crime to crime. What are you talking about? Okay. Let me let me paint two scenarios. Okay. Paint it. Scenario one. Mm -hmm. All right. Three men go in very orderly and quietly rob a bank, leave orderly. No one's even alerted until after they leave. Oh, it was very organized, it sounded yeah, like. Not even a disturbance uh, uh, in the bank in general. Oh, wow. Particular All right. Who, who did that crime? You know? Well, if, if I had to guess, maybe a Caucasian person. Okay. Now, let me paint another. Scenario. All right, paint another. Three guys run into a bank screaming, hollering, rob everybody, and leave on foot. <laughs> Wait, a <minute. laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying they grabbed the money, but they left on foot? They didn't even have a vehicle? Exactly. And they lived in the neighborhood? Perhaps. <laughs> but they left on foot. <laughs> they got the scene of the crime on, on foot. foot. Okay. <laughs> Well, if I was a guessy man, which I am, <laughs> that would probably be an African American or Latino. Okay, but it was two bank robberies, right? So it's the same process, of the same event, oh. just handled in a different way. Okay, right? okay, okay. I think I got this. I got this. I can make it, I'm going to try this one, right? You heard of crime. They found 26 women buried in the backyard and the refrigerator full of people parts that the person was eating. He pickled their feet, pickled their heads. It was eating. Okay. What race was that? Uh, obviously white. Number one, we ain't digging no damn 26 graves. Is you kidding me? And we not eating anything raw. You better put some barbecue sauce on that, some hot sauce. All right. All right. Now, I do got to play this last clip, though, because this was about uh, – it was an African-American man in a casino. Uh, not casino. I'm sorry, Latino, not casino. <laughs> African-American man in the Mexican talking about this topic. So I want you to listen to this. Give me your money, bitch. Oh, calm down, bro. You calm down. Just hurry up. Are you a black guy? Are you serious? What? What, just because I'm robbing you mean I'm black? Well, I mean. Why would you think that? I don't know, maybe because you're robbing me. And you're black. How you know I wasn't a white guy? Cause bro, you 
You talk black. Excuse me? Talk black. Sorry, sorry. I mean, talk African-American. I didn't know black was a language. Look, man, I didn't mean to offend you, okay? I, I was nervous. How would you feel if I just assumed you was a gardener? I am a gardener. How would you feel if I assumed you was in a mariachi band? I'd be fine with it. I love mariachi. How would you feel if I assumed you was illegal? Oh, okay. Calm down. That's too far. It doesn't feel too good, does it? Okay, well, how would you feel if I assumed you need to pay child support? How would you feel if I assumed all you did was get drunk and watch soccer? How would you feel if I assumed you only eat chicken and watermelon? How would you feel if I assumed you only eat tacos and, and, and fajitas? Well, how would you... Damn, I could really go for a taco right now, actually. Hey, actually, I, I could do the same. There's actually an amazing taco truck down the street. Oh, really? I got to check that out. You, you probably won't like it, though, because they don't have grape soda. <laughs> you know the difference between a Hispanic and a stoner? Why? Stoners have papers. You know the difference between a black father and a boomerang? What's that? Boomerang comes back. What's your favorite band? Juan Direction? What's really long and black? The Lion at KFC. That, that one's kind of funny. I, I like that one. It's good, right? <laughs> what kind of interaction is that? <laughs> J. Ron. Yes. If I ever get robbed at gunpoint, I wanted to. I want to enjoy it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good dialogue. That was a great dialogue. And, and that's how things start to change. Is having dialogue, and that was just having a little fun. So what I'm going to do is go ahead and wrap up. Okay, listeners, thank you for listening to us. And I'm just going to go ahead and turn over to Casey to close us out. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, Barbershop.talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob. That's right. And don't forget, if you want to be a sponsor of Barbershop.talk, just go ahead and either uh, contact us by phone call, text, or email. I bad bitch, money count on, cash on me, shawty blow my phone, that's corny, that's a no-no, I'm trying to hustle, that white one. Girl.